Welcome back. You're listening to the Disc Maniacs Podcast. This week's cast is brought to you by Disc Golf Park and Liebman's Meadman's Liebman's. All right, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to episode three of the Disc Maniacs Podcast. Thank you guys who have been listening for the first couple weeks. We appreciate you tuning in and giving your feedback so what's really exciting right now guys you can go on to spotify itunes or you can go to open bean and search any of those places for our podcast the dismaniacs podcast and you can listen to the last two episodes where tyler and jaime talked about kind of our upbringing in disc golf and stuff like that and then our second episode talked a little bit more about just our week in disc golf. So we'll go ahead and start this episode out just like that. One thing you're going to notice in this episode, Jaime is actually needing to take a break away from his computer. We'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, basically, yeah, he can't get onto his computer. So for this episode, it's going to be myself, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back. And thank you again for joining me for the last few episodes and for episodes into the future man thanks for having me and then we also called in a substitute who i think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing a little bit more about getting inside of the game itself and all things dismania pretty much um austin montgomery is with us here thanks austin for coming in i know i hit you up what two nights ago to ask you to be on this so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm excited to be here and uh, talk with you guys in a formal setting. Absolutely, man. But um, yeah, so before we get too deep into your life, Austin, <laughs> I just yeah. want to catch up real quick. Tyler, what have you been up to the past couple weeks? Um, I finished my pergola, so that was pergola. pretty exciting. Yeah, built a covered patio. Not a very handy guy normally, so that was a pretty big accomplishment for me. <laughs> Did I hear uh, the city was was mad at you or something? Yeah, Did it's I... not technically legal, which is a bummer. Uh, but if I remove <laughs> yeah, the I'll, roof, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. If I if I remove I the roof, we're fully good. So uh, if we ever sell the house, I can just do that, and then it's then it's above board on the books, all that good stuff. Cool. Um, but other than that, I have been. Preparing for my first tournament since quarantine hit, which is at Dry Creek up in Cheyenne, Wyoming this Saturday. So we'll see if I still know how to play the game when it matters. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I think my only two tournament aces are on that course. Oh. Yeah, so good luck. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Hitting ace, dude. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I played League. Our, our local league finally started up on Tuesday to kind of uh, brush some of the dust off and see if I could still putt under pressure. Same and course or different course? No, different course. Our local course, Eddie Dora. Okay. Um, I imagine yeah, that's going to be a little different, right? Isn't – I feel like every time I think of Adora, I'm thinking of, like, kind of a shorter course. No, Adora's actually got some some length. Oh, Okay. Yeah, um, I feel like we talked about it maybe in yeah, actually one of the last couple episodes. About playing it. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good course, honestly, all nice. things considered. 
And then, so the course you're playing the tournament on, is it going to be fairly similar to that or? Uh, it's another park course. So it's going to be windy. It's in Cheyenne. It's always windy. How um, far the, well, I guess you, you throw really far. You don't really need to worry about distances too much, but in the wind. Yeah. The farther, the better stretch it all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I don't mind playing in the wind. I'm pretty used to it. Nice. So cool man yeah just uh kind of polishing up a couple things that have been giving me problems and then we'll see what happens uh yeah i think um i talked to you guys last time about i'm i have to get out of my head as far as form goes so Mm -hmm. yeah those practice rounds are nice (laughs) yeah i mean that's a big part of it that that was some even just at league like the slightest bit of pressure it's like relearning you know don't don't think about what you're doing. Just go do it. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, it's that's just fair golf. Enough. Put the toy in the bucket. Yeah. When you're playing open, I would imagine that's kind of the mindset you can get into, right? Because you know you can, you know what your abilities are pretty much at this point, you know? Like, yeah. And I, I mean, some people I think do focus on like little form things, but yeah. not, in, that doesn't work in my brain. It's got to just be, you know, yeah, you're just out there throwing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I feel that because, yeah, I've been trying to get more back into that mindset myself. But uh, that COVID-19 took my arm, man. That's what I'm telling people. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. I felt like I- over winter I was starting to gain some more distance and then quarantine and now I'm getting back and I'm like, ooh, I haven't been stretching as much as I need to. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I actually was playing a lot during our break, but I tweaked my back uh, a couple weeks ago. So I had to take take like two to three weeks off. Yeah, just to heal up and that I can definitely feel it. It's like even those couple weeks, it feels a little off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Interesting. Just like timing or something? Or you? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Okay. That's usually you're feeling better, right? You're not. No, no. Yeah. Pain wise, it's all gone. Yeah. You're good. Yep, just getting the groove going again. Well, good luck, man. I guess. Uh, thank you. Also, lots of stretching and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good about working out and stretching and all that stuff. So cool. Well, sounds like you'll be tourney ready, dude. So yeah, I yeah, I think so. We'll be. Well, tune in next week. Find yeah, out how yeah. it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find the under over under on that and uh make some wagers there dave yeah. oh yeah I'm, I'm down there's some good competition so uh what's a what's a thousand rated round out there you think oh man it's a good question it's a pretty scorable course but it's not there's a lot of trouble because uh it's called dry creek but it's not a dry creek um, okay so there's a creek that runs right next to a whole bunch of baskets so gotcha in the wind if you got some putting woes you could take a lot of bogeys hmm mm. So like five For down, sure. you're saying six down, um, or maybe not yeah. even that much. No, probably more if it's not windy. But that's probably about accurate if it's windy. Mm. Well, but I'll we'll see. The, we gotta... I'll take the over, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bet against Tyler. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> you should bet against me plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to rig it, man. <laughs> yeah, if you could pull that off, I'm down. Yeah. I'm above it. 
<laughs> so what, uh, do you have a disc or anything that you were throwing a lot out there during the weekly that you are feeling or? Um, so I had to kind of go forehands also give me a little elbow problem. So I've gone away from that. Uh, just getting old, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying but enigma, I'm... man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think his arm's too big, TBH. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been uh, throwing a lot more, like, touch annies, um, and I noticed that <sighs> I don't really remember how to throw touch annies because I've been throwing forehands for a while. Yeah. So I went to the field and threw just a ton of putter shots, ton of mid-ranges. My compass is, like, my go-to just neutral mid Okay. So I'll be leaning on that if the forehand's not fired up and good to go. Nice. Just some touch turnovers and stuff? Yep. Just something that goes right. Yeah, fair enough. Essence? Yeah. Essence. No, probably still, he's still probably too much Yeah, he would probably, that's probably a roller disc, actually, for you. Is that the The new fairway. Oh, the fairway. fairway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching Colton throw that. He was destroying that disc. Yes. Mm -hmm. Throwing it a really long way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Colton's insane, man. Yeah, kid's got some pop. So with the compass, you think you're going to be leaning on that a lot? over the Yeah, unless it's windy. I mean, I'll probably end up throwing my Lucid X Enforcer on half the holes if we get 25-mile-an-hour winds. Just spike hyzers? Yeah, just... You know, or skipping them. Well, probably both, right? Angles. Yeah. If it's a good course. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I haven't played the course in a while, so. Nice. Um, All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Good luck again, man. And thank uh, you. Thank you. We both believe in you, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. As for me, I actually hit my second ace in my life. Let's with, go. Yeah. I, uh, I've been posting it all over social media, so you guys probably already know about that. But <laughs> I actually didn't know. I haven't been on social media a ton. What would you do? Uh, I flicked my Glow FD2. Uh-huh. My favorite one because yeah. they stamped it for me. Uh-oh. I mean, granted, he stamps pretty much all my discs in my bag, but... But especially that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, he stamped it real good. Yep. So that was already kind of like my favorite FD2 that I have. And so, uh, yeah, hitting a forehand ace. So it was just, it's a flick. It was only like a 200 foot hole disclaimer. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, ace is an ace. Yeah. Yep. It was at, uh, for those of you in the PDX general area, Portland, you guys probably know Rockwood. Um, but Rockwood's a pretty short course. You throw your putter on basically every single hole, except for me because I like throwing forehand a lot. So I'll still throw, you know, FD2, FD3, um, maybe even a PD2 if I'm messing around with, like, flex forehands or something. But, uh, yeah, it was it was nice, dude. I, <laughs> I love the FD2, the Color Glow Royal Rage Run is so sick i am not gonna stray away from those for a very long time uh i can throw them backhand i can throw them forehand 
and I feel like they're stable enough for both for me to, you know, lay into them as much as I want. But, I mean, they still keep me honest sometimes about staying, you know, on a good, like, flip up to straight, but just super trusty finish. And, yeah, so I just flicked it, did a little hyzer flip, cruised left to right into the basket. Yeah, Very it nice. was sick. Nice. <laughs> it felt Congrats. good. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, the last – whoop, dog pop off. <laughs> <laughs> You were so, talking yeah, about I, race. I really like the uh, I really like the Royal Rage run of FT2s. They are sick. If you Is guys like haven't checked them out, please check the check. It's out. a signature edition. Usually, like all of Discmanias have like a fancy name. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's Leo Leo's signature disc. Oh, so okay. it's uh, yeah. So the Royal Rage FT2. For those who aren't aware, because Tyler, you're asking while my dog was popping off. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a color glow FT2, so it's a signature run. Yeah, Leo. Yeah, Leo. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a really sick fairway. I love it. Um, otherwise, I have been feeling a little bit more natural in my form. As well as agreeing with you so much, Tyler, just about getting out of your head and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's as I'm playing more disc golf, the good thing is I'm, you know, throwing a little more smooth. I'm throwing the essence a lot. Um, Austin, you know, kind of what it's like. And a lot of people do know because of Colton, what how far you can actually throw that. But it's definitely more of a touch disc, I think. The reason Colton can throw it so far is because, I mean, the guy can throw arguably a flippier driver and throw it with a lot of snap and not, you know, just completely roll it over. Mm-hmm. And so it's still kind of a touchy disc, you know, like if you are putting a lot of like off axis torque and stuff on it, then it's probably going to flip too much for you. But I was throwing it off the tee a lot for, I mean, 380-foot holes, you know? And so it's a it's good. It's nice. <laughs> it's good to have that shot or feel like I'm getting that shot back. You know what I mean? Well, if you can throw that disc, that kind of disc, smooth and far, yeah. you're doing something right, you know? You're not, yep. like you said, you're not wobbling out of the hand. It's Right, yep. It's kind of a form check disc. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to rely on that, really. You know, just hyzer flipping straight. If I just need, like, a wood shot or, you know, there's a lot of OB left and right, just being able to be like, this disc will just kind of lie in flat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice <laughs> to get that shot back. So, yeah, so it's been a good week. That's been my stuff. And then, obviously, my disc selection of the week kind of spotlight disc is the FD2 because well, yeah. I'm biggest with it. and Because it goes in the basket. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, Austin, thank you again for joining us, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, I heard you guys were starting this up. I was hoping it would just be a matter of time. Yeah, of course. Well... We play video games together, so it's we talked about it 
a lot. So <laughs> yeah, finally came exactly. together. Yep. Yeah, I remember you actually hit me up after the first one. You're like, hey, man, like, good job on it. You're, like, you know, pretty pretty on top of it, like, as soon as as soon as soon I posted it. So thanks for just, like, supporting this in general. I hit you up for the name of the podcast just to make sure it was cool to use Dismaniacs, and <laughs> you're like, yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. So, heck yeah. But what I'm excited to talk to you about just in this particular podcast, besides our usual conversations about headshots and, you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. who's the best character in Valorant, yeah. <laughs> uh, is actually to get a formal chance to ask you kind of about your disc golf journey who you are in disc golf today and, and maybe just some of your thoughts about just the atmosphere, I guess, of working inside of disc golf. <laughs> sure. you'd say. So yeah. take us back, take us back to the day of a young Austin Montgomery getting into disc golf. What does that look like? Yeah. Um, I played my first round in 2006. Um, I was just, in high school and my local high school uh has a nine hole course right across the street i didn't even know about it grew up in the town never really knew about disc golf and one of my friends took me out and hole one at my home course it's big lake shot and he threw it across the lake which at that time looked like he threw it a mile in reality it's like still uh, and he, he got all the way across and I didn't. And I think that very moment was when I got hooked on disc golf. Um, so yeah, I started playing a lot and again, my home course has water on it. So losing a couple every round, having to go buy more and, um, yeah, I, I just started out, you know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I kind of just started out playing against my friends uh, then we, you know, I started beating them more often and I started seeing these other guys out there that were just crushing. Like you could tell they, they knew what they were doing and, uh, I wanted to be a part of that. So I think within the next couple of weeks I, I attended a league and then, uh, so it was competition from the get go. Yeah. I mean, that's one trait about me that some people like and some people hate and, but like, I'm super competitive. I, find the dumbest things to make competitive and uh, i certainly certainly don't win all the time but i do like to compete a lot and um it was competition right out of the gate for me i think i played my first tournament maybe eight or nine months after uh finding the sport opened up in rec um actually opened up in juniors and i think it's it's interesting to say my very first ever tournament round was actually with Paige birkus really uh yeah yeah i uh disc golfers that that have kind of started to sprout up in colorado and you know i played in the 19 and under division and i mean i don't know how old she is she's around my brother's age so i think i was 16 she must have been 12 or 13 i played with her and and uh her brother so that was my first ever round and you know i pretty much got hooked right away played my way 
of went went through juniors and rec and intermediate uh, and just year by year tried to play as many tournaments as i could and then uh when it was about time for me to to uh graduate high school uh me and a, a good friend he was a year older than me had already been up to colorado state university we we looked into starting a disc golf team up there um i think i noticed on youtube that that uh collegiate disc golf was a thing i think it was maybe like 10 or 12 teams but i was like oh i definitely want to do this yeah so that was that was kind of my next step after in high school and and kind of taking those four years to get my feet wet starting that program up at colorado state my freshman year so were you uh, was, playing open? I I imagine you were playing open by the time you I, I started think, there. Yeah, I think my first pro tournament was actually my freshman year of college. Oh, okay. Um, so and, about the same time. Nice. Yeah, about the same time. I moved up. I I remember distinctly, actually, like I, Fort Collins is about a, 45 minutes away from where I grew up. And, you know, I was pretty good in my local scene and I was young younger you know so i went to my first fort collins league which was pretty intimidating i mean i had played the course before but it's a much bigger town and i remember um my very first league i bumped into somebody we're all familiar with and that's chris brubeck you know he was the only other young young person out there and i think the league director put us on the same card intentionally for that reason and of course right out of the gate it was competitive <laughs> we weren't we weren't like you know best best buds right away but i think uh after after the round you know he had told me he worked at the right life which is the local like at the time one of the only disc golf shops that i knew about and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm looking for a job. So, you know, let me know if you put in a good word for me. That'd be awesome. So, you know, I've just kind of had the perfect culmination of disc golf for my for my freshman year of college. I had started this team successfully that we had, you know, 10 or 15 players out for the team right away. Um, I, Chris ended up getting me an interview at The Right Life, and I got a position there, which would be my college job for the next five years. And uh, I think I'd like to think that is a major reason why I am where I am right now. Um, but yeah, basically started this collegiate team. It was a lot of work. The first year we went out to collegiates, we weren't very good. Um, I think the sophomore year we, we recruited heavily and uh, we actually went out and won the national title uh, that year. So sick. Nice. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, one of the biggest accomplishments. Well, as far as my playing career, definitely my biggest accomplishment. I, I think I have, you know, through my entire collegiate career, uh, I, we have a national title. I think we held the number one ranking in the country for mm, 24, 25 months. Um, also, like with that comes probably my single lowest uh, moment in my disc golf career, which crazily enough tyler was a part of um, but the following <laughs> year we were we were heavy heavily favored to win again and we had picked up tyler it was his first year on the team and he was like a sleeper tyler is and was a very good disc golfer and we should have won and we all aired pretty poorly on a four pretty easy forehand hyzer and we ended up losing the tournament by one stroke so i've had my oh, highest man. highs yeah highest highs and lowest lows and somewhere between me starting and and tyler and i competing for a national title together 
I remember a moment vividly where I met Tyler or didn't even meet him, I don't think, but just saw him or witnessed him. Uh, I was out at Badlands with some people. I think it was my first time playing that course. I didn't get to get out of town much because I think this was before I even had a driver's license. But, you know, I was very prideful on the fact that I was young and I threw far and somewhere out there on that course, uh, one of the gentlemen I was with, like, goes up to to Tyler's dad and Tyler and says, hi, hey, you know, Tyler's a little bit older than me, about 10 feet taller than me. And he steps (laughs) steps up on the hole and just smashes a drive and instantly I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like I have to step my game up. It was born without <laughs> Tyler even knowing it. Yeah. But uh anyways, back to the point. Yeah, I, so my collegiate disc golf career, I feel extremely lucky to have even done it because it, I think of all the tournaments I've been to, I mean I've been to a lot of worlds. I've been to the Vibram Open. I've been to the European Open, and still, of all the events I've been to, the, that collegiate event, there's just nothing like it. Like trying to win with a team of people in, in an in individual sport. Yeah, it's a unique, special yeah, experience for sure. It was, and uh, so yeah, basically worked my career through the right life. Um, somewhere along, I think 2012, after we won the national title, is when I first got sponsored by Discmania, and. What a lot of people don't know, it's pretty crazy for me to even think about it then because I was decent, but I'm not, I wasn't, a, you know, a phenom like some of these other people. But I think I was the third Team Discmania member in North America behind Avery Jenkins and Nate Sexton. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, I didn't know, see, these are things that I didn't even know. I didn't know, know that we either. a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. He's just a that, humble guy. What no, there's yeah. too many, too many experiences. But yeah, third <laughs> ever. And the the story behind that, and this will you know just be helpful because I know many disc golf videos. How do I get sponsored? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you have to. You don't have to be, but it's beneficial if you're a good player. But you have to also be a little bit persistent. I have to say, I yeah, I definitely. wrote wrote you some emails frequently to this day he says too frequently but <laughs> he said you know eventually it clicked with him i think I, my emails were generally well spoken and professional and they gave me a chance in, in 2012 and uh the disc mania awesome, sponsored dude. life yeah okay said extremely lucky uh, i would like to think part of the reason why i got even on the team to begin with is because i worked at the right life and you know that shop is run by uh, an absolute legend of Frisbee sports, Bill Wright. And he was been a huge mentor to me professionally. And, you know, as a, in my playing career and we, you know, it's probably one of the bigger disc golf shops in the country, especially. And I'm sure you see thought, well, Hey, this kid's nice. He writes good emails. He's done pretty well at disc golf and he can probably push our plastic at this pro shop, which is exactly what I did. Um, I think I think it's He's true. Man through and through. You know, you know, Tyler. I think maybe you know in 2012, Discmania was relatively unheard of. Just getting started out with some of UC's you know marketing ideas, and I think the the town of Fort Collins went from zero Discmania discs owned to I don't know. They had to be in at least. 20 to 30 percent of the bags by the time i i was done at the right life so 
Anyways, yeah, worked that, did that all the way through college, graduated. So what, what were you doing at the right life? Were you just well, you're yeah. just managing the shop and selling plastic yeah. and Well, I uh I wasn't definitely not a manager. I worked in the back primarily f- fulfilling orders. Okay. So and... you probably handled a few of my discs, I'm sure that I have right next to me i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure yeah i'm sure and it, fulfilling orders and then i also work the floor as well which right life's an interesting shop it's not just disc golf it's skateboarding and snowboarding and clothing and women's clothes and men's clothes and uh you know i learned a lot about being a salesman there i mean i remember getting an offered a job after i sold a snowboard to a guy saying hey you're a great salesman if you'd like to come work for me and like i'd never salesman like and i i'm technically not right now but that was definitely disc mania you know i developed uh you know customer service skills for lack of a better term and i guess yeah. just to like get people excited about things to where they spend their money on it i guess but yeah. uh you know i i think that in conjunction i i ended up getting uh my degree in what most people would say is the most useless degree you can get but i would firmly disagree and that's i got my degree in philosophy so um you know i learned how to speak well from there and with you know selling on the floor at the right life um you know, I think it was a, a pretty good combination for what I was looking to do. And I remember after graduating, um, I just had worked in a disc golf shop for five years of my life. I think it's the only sec- only the second job I, I had ever had. Yeah. Man, I, I have to go do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I was just dreading it, thinking about what it could, what it would potentially be. I think probably the highest at a bank somewhere doing something with ethics i just remember thinking i really you know i don't want to do this but i i feel like you know you the natural pressure as you're a young 20 something you've got 40 grand in student debt most likely if you went to went to school like you can't work at the right life forever even though i I, right to like i couldn't and so pretty good relationship with with Erno, he was kind of more or less the team manager for Discmania at the time, and again, a huge inf- interesting, influential, yeah, person in my life. Um, I wrote him an email to see if they'd be interested in an employee, and I think at the time it was two of them there: um, Erno and uh, a gentleman named Ryan Rintala, who was also, you know, very responsible for me even getting hired on. I think the first time I asked, Hey, like, are you interested in an employee? It was a firm. No, I think the second time I asked, <laughs> yeah, a firm. No, not Which even was like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> the day second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second time I asked was a, another firm. No. Third time I asked Erno said, yeah, why don't you give me a call? Well, all these guys are from Finland and I don't know anything about Finland. <laughs> but I get on the phone with this guy. I think, you know, this is probably a couple months between the first time I asked. And he has the deepest, most Russian sounding voice I had ever heard. In. <laughs> and, you know, he was asking me about my goals and stuff like that. And hung up the phone. He shot me a message later and said, yeah, you should probably not. You should look for work elsewhere. I'm like, geez, man, wow. I botched it. I botched it. I don't think it was anything that he didn't like me. I think I was yeah. pretty transparent, though, that I like wanted to make good money someday. And I think that you know he 
being a small company at the time and they're looking for people to you know make probably more of a financial sacrifice and just kind of turned me down again and finally i think it was you know he said hey why don't you start looking into this one task for me i was at work working up in the front and i was like okay yeah this might be a little bit of a test and <laughs> i returned the the like it was something that would have taken probably took three hours of hard computer work and i did it at work and sent it back to him that day and he invited me out for an interview after that <laughs> so Yep, yep. And uh so yeah, that's that's pretty much the story. I flew out to California for uh for uh, I mean they didn't say it was an interview. They just said, "Hey, why don't you come visit the warehouse?" I went out there sensing it might be an interview. Uh UC picked me up off off the plane and pretty much as soon as we walked in the doors of the warehouse, he started grilling me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, well, it's true. So that I, was pretty intense or what? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, because I I haven't had to interview a ton. This is this is now my my position at Discmania. It's my third job. Never been let go or like quit to go somewhere else. Um, yeah, unless, he's like, kind it of a legend. So yeah, he is. He is, and you know, he it was intimidating. I think one of his first questions that he asked me is like in ten minutes of me meeting the guy. Yeah. If I gave you half a million dollars in the disc golf industry, where would you spend it? Oh gosh. Nice. <laughs> and he, so I mean question mark. Yeah, I you know, I think I I knew what he wanted to hear, so I think I kind of dated him a little bit there. Nice. Yeah, it, anyways, yeah, it was a pretty intense thing and I think by the end of it that day they they offered me a contract. I called my mom and cried because like I have never left Colorado and yeah. Um I honestly I got to say this is a little I wouldn't be able to be doing what I'm doing right now if it weren't for my my wife. I mean, she we were together at the time, had years, and she went to grad school in New Mexico, and that was going to take two years. So I figured, hey, I have two years to kind of take a chance on something. I certainly was not earning, you know, justify the decision if it weren't for, hey, I'm just going to give it a shot. Here I am. So yeah pretty much that's that's how it got started and i know you know there's a lot of people out there that are probably thinking yeah and how, tons how of do people you do... would want to work in disc golf or at least claim sure. they would yeah and and you know like how how can i do that how can i accomplish that and i mean i think the the moral of all the things that i've gotten lucky with is it, the the um theme of this all is got to be persistent yeah Pretty for sure i mean yeah, squeaky if wheel I, gets the grease. That's right. That's right. And, so uh, we'll give out your email. <laughs> and if you want a job in disc, I'll golf, give you a number. Austin. It's fine. Just direct. <laughs> Just persistence. Yeah. Oh, but it's got to be the right kind of persistence. You know, you got to time right. it right. Well, well I mean, you, you had you got to do some things in your life. You know, you got yeah. You, you, you have to a, have. You started a team that's been very successful at CSU. It's still going. Right. Um. You know, you worked yeah, at a disc golf shop to kind of get your feet under it, and yeah, yeah, it's true. That's cool. You worked I, at it. I mean, yeah, that that's a really good story. So, when you first got hired on, like, what was the job when you first got hired? Because I know you've had at least one title change. <laughs> yeah, since I met yeah. You. So I think I just hit, um, I just hit my five year anniversary with the company. Okay. Nice, congrats, man. Yeah, thank you. And um, 
this is one thing I, I tell people that, that, uh, you know, we hire as well. I've pretty much done everything you can do at Discmania at the moment. I started out, it was such an easy transition because I fulfilled orders at the right life for five years. And that's, you know, online store orders, picking discs off a shelf, putting them in a box, printing the label, shipping it out. I mean, yeah. And yeah. And that's exactly what I started out doing at Discmania. Uh, it was me, Ryan and Erno and, uh, you know, Erno, he was that he is still to this day, um, you know, heavily involved in the more managerial side of the company. For sure, was, Ryan was trending in that direction as well. So I was kind of the warehouse grunt. Yeah, uh, I, I I did that for a year. I think probably my title was warehouse associate. I I think I've been called out on my lie that I stamped longer than I really stamped. But I think I stamped. <laughs> yeah, Jaime would call me out right now. Because I think one time somebody asked me, hey, how long did you stamp? And I said, I don't know, like a year. And they're like, no, you didn't. Because I <laughs> exactly how long. So I stamped for a couple months, but I know how to run a stamp. Okay. <laughs> and then probably year after that, you know, I think they hired me with the intention of sales. Uh, I mean, that's how I presented myself to them. Yeah. And I moved in position where I, I was, uh, you know, I still, of course, everybody does a little bit of everything. So, I mean, just seriously, two days ago, I stamped discs. I heard this is not a lie. Yeah. So, um, I did a little bit of everything still, but I moved so into there's the a sales. lot of X outs at the, but you know what you're going to do? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I admit I did have a couple, I did have a couple. <laughs> um, but yeah, I moved into one of the office positions while still kind of doing some of the warehouse work. And my job was to sell disc golf parks. Um, and Sounds now pretty disc- cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's it's. Um, so like one thing I've noticed over professional career is I might be like selling is natural to me. I don't want to sell things that like I don't believe in that i mean it just feels a little cheesy to me i've been in that position before and so selling disc golf parks i mean man i i couldn't believe in anything else more you know it's our one-stop shop for a disc golf course where we'll we'll do the design provide all the equipment and uh you know so i did that job for another year going to trade shows um trying to get courses in the ground and you know when i first started we didn't have one in the ground and we're we're definitely 20 30 courses deep now i think pretty somewhere in that in that range and uh you know after about a year of that they promoted me to sales manager for disc golf park um where we brought in a bunch of representatives um to continue to to keep pushing disc golf park and i think that's where i really built my relationship with avery um you know he's been aside from jenkins yeah avery jenkins yeah uh you know again pretty crazy that you know i get to talk to that guy yeah but talking to a disc golf legend is pretty cool (laughs) and uh he's pretty passionate about selling disc golf parks so i met dana and you know both of those guys i would say have become g he 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 came on as a designer initially as well and a salesman so uh did sell another i think year and a half and um you know unfortunately erno uh you know he he came here he got the company established and he was ready to go back to finland 
And I think I showed them enough in those three and a half years that, you know, they wanted to give me a shot at, at running the show. And so now I'm in my current position now of uh, director of operations. So that's what I do now. And kind of, you know, when, when we hire people and they may start at the warehouse and kind of feel like, oh, you know, I'm just warehouse employee. Like I try to make it clear, like, hey, you can go from warehouse employee to as high as you want to go inside this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's one thing, you know, I feel fortunate that I've been involved in a lot of the hiring of the staff that we have now, but like one thing that I, I am super proud of for our company is we just have so many passionate people. Right. And, and so, you know, with, with passion and hard work, I know this is cliche, but if you have those <laughs> two things, you can, you can inside of disc mania so that's kind of my my journey in my professional life at disc mania yeah that's that's awesome dude so i did want to ask you actually um about some more kind of disc mania maybe insider type questions uh mm-hmm. i couldn't let you come on here and not <laughs> grill you a sure. little bit about your job sure <laughs> But um, before we do, I do want to ask you, is there a certain disc in your bag that you want to shout out to, to people right now? Um, like what, what's your go-to disc right now off the tee or approaches? Uh, or? Yeah, I mean, I'd say probably my go-to disc in my bag right now is the uh, XO. The XO. Lineup, uh, Link. Okay, nice. Yeah, I use it use it for throwing, putting. It's it's honestly crazy to say, but it's replaced the P2s in my bag. I don't carry a P2 anymore. So I, I think the Link is an up, up-and-coming putter for sure. Yeah, the only P2 I still have on my bag is one that a good friend gave to me. <laughs> so I know which one you're talking about, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so um, that's a good choice. <laughs> you actually, yeah. you had the link. You came and visited Portland yep. and played Milo McIver. Yeah. And you were putting with the links before they were actually released. Yeah. And you said, hey, check these out. And um, I put with them a couple times and they it actually felt pretty good. The. I, we were actually talking about the link last time because, um, yeah, I, I like the link a lot, too. So <laughs> and you're the one that was kind of like, hey, try this out, you know. So, yeah, so that was cool. But uh, so more about Dismania. Sure. Real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, not at all. So, Austin, you need to tell me um, a little bit more about working in disc golf in general disc mania stuff so again thanks for letting me grill you about just your job in general but um the first thing i wanted to ask you was disc mania has been kind of an attractive company for me personally starting out because just kind of the simplicity of Dismania and maybe just like the marketing of Dismania has really maybe caught my attention. I don't know. I mean, the plastic obviously makes a huge, <laughs> is a huge part of, of that equation, but 
I'm just wondering as far as just the vision in general of kind of Discmania and maybe um, the overall direction of the company as far as marketing and stuff like that. Where does that kind of come from? Is that pretty much all you see or? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question. Number one, I mean, you ask what our company goals are, a company vision. Yeah. And I mean, I can think of one that stands out. And it, when we walk into our office, it's the first thing you see uh, when you walk through the front door. And uh, I think it's a picture of Simon. And it says our vision to be the world's leading disc golf company. So that's that's what we strive for every day. Every yeah. time we, we go into the office, we see that. And, you know, that's our, our goal. I mean, whether it takes two, 20 or 10,000 years, that's what we're, that's what we're shooting for. So, um, that, that's our company vision and goal. Um, as far as your direct marketing questions, you know, UC has a background in marketing and he's not the only one inside of our company with a background in marketing. Yeah. So, you know, he had a vision as far as what, what this brand was going to be back when he was selling discs out of his garage and and he wanted to make a, a professional clean looking brand. I mean, I think that's, that's the roots of it. And I think if you look at most of the things we offer, you know, I know our signature series gets a little wild sometimes, but most of the (laughs) things we offer, yeah. Uh, most of the things we offer are, are our attempt at, at a professional image and a professional level product. So, um, that's kind of been in our DNA, uh, from the beginning. Um, I would say as far as like the vision, of our company, uh, I think, yes, you can attribute a ton to UC. Um, but one thing that I, again, love about Discmania as a workplace is um, you get an opportunity to contribute no matter you know what position you hold inside the company. Uh, you know, a, a good example of that is this Discmaniac that we just uh, are getting ready to launch next week um basically you know chris came up with the idea that hey we should have a company mascot i think that would be kind of cool geico has the gecko you know why can't Discmania have one and, yeah. and there really isn't such a thing inside of disc golf right now so we uc said yeah, i like that idea why don't you guys think about it and sure enough like the version of our our mascot the disc maniac uh was actually done by um, one, one of the gentlemen that does, uh, our warehouse and, and financial work, John, um, you know, he doesn't, uh, you know, have a specific background that, that, you know, gave him a bunch of credibility. Like we just listened to each other fairly well. So, um, okay. you know, I think, I think the vision is a group effort, um, from, from top to bottom, definitely the bulk of it comes from UC, but, um, you know, we all get a chance to contribute. And, and I think, you know, some of the best ideas our company has have had have come from, you know, places you don't always expect it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing as I learned more and more about Discmania and I probably, the more that I became friends with you through just playing video games together pretty much through a mutual friend <laughs> yeah the more i kind of learned about the way your company operates and you seem you're a really tight-knit group it seems like i mean you guys 
appear to be all friends and pretty much have each other's back and all are are all excited about disc golf um which i would imagine is one of the requirements to work <laughs> hopefully it's one of the requirements to work in a disc golf company but um I don't know, just something something about it, you guys' involvement with your customers, uh, you know, and just that kind of mix of, I don't know, I guess, friendliness, <laughs> plus like the professional, clean brand side of it, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of a, a good combination for a disc golf company, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. That's kind of the vibe of disc golf in the first place. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean that. That I mean, it's it's funny you say two things because two or two things you said there that I find funny are one the the customer service side like that's something that we, you know, pride ourselves on. We we uh, you know since we're not the the direct manufacturer of our products you know it's it's going to be rare where we enter the market with some piece of technology never before seen but you know that just gives us an opportunity to to shine in other areas and you know it's it's a tough challenge but we always 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 try to put the customer first that's that's what we we pride ourselves on and and honestly like we overdo it sometimes like we overwork ourselves trying to make sure that that we're making our our customers happy so that's certainly a philosophy inside the company and and the other thing about you know friendliness like it's sometimes tough on social media when when you know you've got half the people saying they love you and half the people saying they hate you but um (laughs) one thing yeah it's true and one thing welcome to social media yeah exactly it doesn't matter what what we're talking about that's the case but um you know we're always encouraged to be ourselves so like when you see chris on on a post interacting with somebody or, or jaime or the rare occasion that it's me like we're allowed to just be ourselves we don't have to put on you know some front that that isn't you know really the way we are so i think you know those are two important things i'd like to point out that that you know you just kind of touched on yeah and i think it it permeates further than that too you know even through the brand it seems like that's part of the overall i don't know experience or whatever that is kind of being projected even through you know, just look at Simon's vlogs, for instance. Like, they're all feel good, you know, positivity and, you know, stuff like that. Even Eagles, Eagle stuff. Even yeah, like the, the behind the shield stuff, I feel stuff. like it's UC just saying, hey, let me show you what's going on, in, you know, with Discmania. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a similar vibe to other disc golf companies as well. I mean, you've got, you know, Dynamic does a lot of kind of stuff like that, but... They do, yeah. They're good um, at it. They're good at it. And I mean, I, I would be lying if if we don't look at that and say, hey, you know, like we have some personalities inside this company that we should let shine through too. I mean, Simon... For sure. <laughs> I mean, that is 100% him when he's... That's, he's like, a personality. <laughs> yeah, that is 100% him. And... And it's not like, you know, UC's feeding him some script. He, he just goes out and, and, you know, he's a very, very laid back guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I seem like whatever that kind of, I know I'm being probably super cheesy right now and people think I'm a chill, which I guess I kind of am. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like that's 
you know, because we know each other, I play, you know, video games with Jaime and John, you know, and Chris Brubeck. And so getting to know you guys and seeing you guys interact kind of on a day-to-day basis seems like... Sometimes I'm impressed because I don't know that I could get along with my coworkers as well as you guys do. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny you say that because a a, a small story, like when I moved out to California and took the position with Discmania, I lived with the other two guys that I worked with. So like that like i've definitely been on the end of it where like i live with my boss yeah and if i want to get drunk you know i gotta kind of watch my step even when i'm at home and (laughs) you know so i i don't really promote mixing uh home and work life much but i will say you know i live with jaime i live with matt as well and no, I think I just learned after being in that experience, which Erno made great for me, like that we don't really take work home. Like we're, when we're excited about something, sure, that comes home. But like, yeah. you know, at work, sometimes I'm sure they want to kill me and there's plenty of times <laughs> I want to kill them. But, you know, for the most part, when we walk out of the doors, we we we, uh, we let work be. And I mean, same thing with Chris. I, I've... I've been, you know, we brought Chris on a year or two into my my time here, and I had worked with Chris at the Right Life before. I had worked and lived with Chris at the same time, so like, you know, we are all extremely tight knit for sure. Um, yeah, you know, we all pretty much know each other, and what's awesome is we brought two people from California back to Colorado with us when we made the move, and they, you know, they started fresh, like they had to make new friends and you know for example tyler has met all these guys after you know being in colorado the whole time and yeah and Mm -hmm. you know they everybody's been super welcoming to them so uh we are pretty pretty tight-knit i mean when we're not working on the week on and like we're hanging out on the weekends odds are you know all of us or separate groups of us are are hanging out on the weekend playing disc golf whatever it may be i think you all need a frat house (laughs) this made it rouse yes i mean you're doing it already i guess i like that i like that (laughs) would that be uh delta sigma kappa (laughs) we we'd find some some finnish numerals or something like that there you go yeah true or the company you know yep yep Yeah. yeah and in general too when you were talking a little bit before about people kind of think they want to work in disc golf, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I've thought about that before as well, because I mean, there are times where I don't, you know, when I get off work, I just stop thinking about everything about work versus if it's a recreation that I love or something I'm very competitive about in your instance, how, how does it feel kind of working, you know, if you have a tough day at work or something like that, mm-hmm. and then can you just immediately go play disc golf to cool down or what? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you ask. I mean, I get asked this a lot and you know, it's, it's something you need to, to think about if you do say, Hey, I want to work in disc golf. First of all, I want to say everybody's different. Um, 
Sure. Yeah, of but, course. But, but if, everybody for you specifically. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I have I have we have employees uh, that as soon as we get off work they go play disc golf like they can't get enough and so there's certainly that side of the coin but but there's a saying that i heard from uh, some of the innova guys that when you get a job in disc golf you lose 15 points on your rating and you gain 15 pounds and uh, <laughs> i gotta say that's probably true for me uh yeah and and so like for me the challenging thing is like i, I definitely you know if you would ask me you know in 2010 like, what are you going to do? I would have said, hey, I'm going to try to be the, the world champion disc golfer. Yeah. And, um, you know, quickly after getting this job, I, for me at least, it, it's, a, it's a challenge for me to, you know, I pretty much when I took the job, I, I abandoned any, you know, furthering of my competitive playing career. Because for me, having, you know, gone to school, worked in disc golf at the right life and played tournaments for those years through college. Like, right. I was pretty much burnt out on it. I don't have a break. I didn't have an escape. Like I'd go to school, I'd go to work and I'd go play disc golf. Yeah. And when I'm at work, it's disc golf. And then when I get off to like go blow off steam, it's still more disc golf and people right. talking to me about work constantly. And so for me personally, like, the thought of of like what it takes to to be tournament ready like not all not just all the work you put in on your free time but hey i get off work on a friday i haul butt three hours away to a tournament i'm there playing saturday i'm there playing sunday and potentially playing poorly which is even worse Mm -hmm. and and then i drive home i get back at sunday at midnight and i go right back to work and do it all over again like to me at this point in my life like that sounds terrible yeah um so I've, i've had to find some different outlets for for how i spend my free time and um i still play yeah, but you're At you're least, playing casually. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. And so you know, I still probably I get around or two a week in for sure. But you know, we have some staff still that, impressive. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't want to. I'm honestly the only reason why I do that is probably. I, of course I enjoy disc golf, but probably my pride too. Like I don't want to <laughs> let myself get too bad. You can't get and, too rusty. I mean, it's already rusty, but I, I can't let it happen much more. So I pretty much am just trying to maintain and enjoy <laughs> when I get out with my friends. But, uh, you know, like I, I, I have found that it's easier for me. I enjoy life more when it's not disc golf 24 okay. seven. Uh, and, and, and one thing, you know, that I will so say as well, there. That, yeah. And, and like the thing again, a common theme is like I'm hyper competitive. Yeah. And when you stop playing competitive disc golf, like there's clearly a void missing. Like if you're a competitive person and I, I am, I could see that. Yeah. And I miss the heck out of like trying to play against Tyler week in week out and losing as we found out earlier today, <laughs> like 10 to three over a season, even though I thought it was a lot closer, you know, I have never, but still like that competition that, that fuels me personally. And like one thing that I like makes me know that I am in the right job is like, I feel that at work now. And, Mm -hmm. and I am super competitive at work with, you know, all the things that we try to do, like, I want to try to do it better than anybody else. And 
so for me, like I've been able to keep that competitive, uh, competitiveness in my life, even though I don't, you know, play tournaments week in week out. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy about that. I think like there was a clear path, uh, crossroads for me where I needed to decide like, Hey, am I going to go try to do what my brother's doing right now? Get a van, try to go on tour and keep my fingers crossed that it works out. Or do I, I want to take a stable position in something that I love that I can guarantee for as long as I don't screw up, uh, I can do it (laughs) for eight hours a day. And, and, uh, you know, and props to people like my brother, like, man, I'm jealous. No, do not get me wrong. I am extremely envious of my brother. But if I, by the way, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, I'm, I'm jealous for sure. And I'm proud of him. And the thing that's crazy is I kind of feel like I live vicariously through what he's doing on that side. And, and I get to enjoy the rest of my life which you know works a third of what you do yeah for sure and it's yeah it's cool to think about how you transition kind of like that to you know because i i personally know it's something that when i first met you and first started asking about discmania and stuff like that it was it's always been i want to have the best disc golf company you know out there and so some people can say that, you know, sometimes you can have that poster on the wall or whatever, you know, a uh, motivational quote poster or something like that. But yeah. it really feels like you personally take that very seriously. So, I mean, that that's a pretty cool place to come from, I feel like. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I say, I feel... I got extremely lucky. And if I could go back and change anything like at this moment, I, of course hindsight's 2020, but at this moment, I don't think there's anything that I would do differently. Like I, I'm happy with very happy with how things have, have turned out. Yeah, for sure, man. And you are largely responsible for, I mean, this, it's amazing how much you guys get done with, kind of the staff that you guys have and just the job roles that you know operating just such such a influential company i mean it's it's you you know it's a very popular company let's say and you're a big part of that you know so so i don't know props to you i guess (laughs) thanks yeah like i said i mean it seems like yeah i mean like i said it's still there's a lot of things that, I mean, it, I feel like it only takes one slip up for any company these days to go from top to bottom, but, um, it's been, it's been a fun five years and, and I'm hoping, you know, to be able to, to look back and say, Hey, it's been a fun 10 years and, and so on. So, yeah, it's, it's also interesting that internally you guys have that goal in mind yet. Uh, so just that competition type type vibe you know Mm -hmm. but you guys are i mean started in you know working with innova and now Mm -hmm. working with latitude Mm -hmm. so again it's kind of that interesting blend of professionalism and and i don't know business versus like this feeling of oh let's let's actually coordinate with other companies 
and yeah, I mean, rise for sure. Birds. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And, and, you know, when I say about that, that sign in the front of the building, world's leading disc golf company, I mean, that that's could be leading in a lot of different ways. Yeah, you're um, right. That's one thing, you know, I think I, I can't say I speak for everybody that works in disc golf or all of the manufacturers when I say this, but um, I, one thing that I noticed is, yeah, I'm really competitive. And the first time I was on a trade show floor, like I remember looking over and see the other companies' booths and thinking like, man, I'm, we're, you know, we're going to blow these guys out of the water, super competitive Yeah. <laughs> and like thought that, hey, you don't talk to them, they're the enemy, you know? And one thing I've quickly realized inside the industry is like, we are legitimately all in this thing together like yeah uh, the, the more that that latitude grows the better it is for us the more that innova grows the better it is for us the more that discraft grow i mean you name it we're all more or less rooting for each other yeah and and you know that's one one thing that's cool about it an in industry in general is is you know if we all work hard and i think we have some great minds in the sport of disc golf right now is, is on the business side you know if we all work hard and chase down you know what we're aiming for we're, we're gonna all lift each other up so uh it is super competitive i am super competitive our company <laughs> in general is super competitive but like mean nothing but the best to the people we're competing against yeah for sure and i know we've we've talked about this before but uh or at least tyler you and i have talked about it because you are with latitude basically we're kind of in a similar position just you do it for latitude and i do it for Dismania, basically and it's pretty cool to be able to have relationships with people even at you know what i'll call my, my level i suppose how I can find commonality with other disc golfers just through the plastic alone, where, oh, this is a Discmania disc, but it's Latitude plastic. And if somebody throws Latitude plastic, they're like, oh, okay, let me feel this. Oh, it feels like kind of this, or, you know, and then they kind of show me what discs they have that are maybe in a similar shape or mold or similar plastic. And you're like, oh, you know, I can kind of feel some similarities or like we were talking about just like latitude glide for some reason, <laughs> just between the enigma and the essence that just it does. Tyler describe it as just latitude glide. And I have to tend to agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. I'm, I don't know if Tyler's heard this from from his own camp, but. Uh, one thing I do know, the disc designer for Lati Latitude, um, he says that he prides himself on on the glide of his molds. Yeah. So I think it is a thing. I think it is a thing. Like they it are definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So you know, so I'm it's cool to be able to relate to people. You know, on the consumer side. <laughs> you know, it's it's cool to see that because, I mean, I'm the same way with just my bag in general uh i mean part of that is being actually you know team disc mania i'm gonna want to have only disc mania discs in my bag but i also enjoy learning what other people throw and right. you know knowing oh okay that's a felon so i'll throw my fd3 type thing so right. It, it's cool to have now even more of an additional bridge kind of um, to sure. just talk with people to know what they're throwing and um, 
have more things to talk about with people who have other brands in their bag because sometimes it can be oh you know i only throw discraft and you know any other brand sucks you know that can Mm -hmm. like there are people out there that are like that you know what i mean (laughs) right for sure well one thing i want to touch on that austin was talking about uh that discmania strives to be the best but they're, they're working with two other companies and everybody needs to succeed for one to succeed. Yeah. It's just the uh, parallels between that and actually playing disc golf just uh, struck me. Like, there are not very many competitors you'll play against that doesn't want to see you ace. Like, aces are sweet. Yeah, true. People That's are going to exactly get excited. Right. It's, it's a very, like, camaraderie sport and it's cool to see that at the business level as well. For yeah. sure. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, so we're coming in at probably somewhere around an hour right now. So mm-hmm. I will relieve you of being grilled by all my <laughs> questions. So thank you, Austin, for just letting us talk to you about, about this stuff because... I know usually when we're hanging out, you know, we're usually talking about, again, just playing a bunch of Valorant. (laughs) Yep. Clicking heads. (laughs) (laughs) So getting into these super in-depth conversations, even just about life in general, can be tough when you're listening for footsteps and stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I did want to talk to you guys about real quick as is kind of a common thing we usually do during the last couple episodes and we'll probably continue doing is just talk about a little news um and so it looks like the disc golf pro tour or is officially i suppose is starting back up for sure on the 26th um yeah so yes finally (laughs) i still have my disc golf pro tour subscription ready to go so i do as well i'm stoked for for more coverage i mean the putting competition was sick so i'm not mad about that that was sick yeah who won that um what is oh shoot what is his name um i saw simon got smoked miami vice does that ring a bell to either you guys from the jonas he no he had it oh well, you let us know if it comes to you. Yeah, he had a famous clip where he just put on his sunglasses after nailing a huge putt and everybody lost their mind. <laughs> he just couldn't have looked any cooler. But yeah, yeah so I'm I'm ready to get back to regular disc golf coverage though, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, Big it's time. been cool to see all the all the different content and, you know, we've been talking a little bit about it you know, just in the last couple episodes of the podcast, but you know, it, it'll be nice to, to get back to the big tournaments. We're basically going to have GBO, which is a sick tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess Kale LaVisca has a new course that they're playing a tournament for the pro tour on after that, I suppose. So I'll be excited to see what that is all about new courses are cool and basically having you know another big big tournament with good you know coverage where you can watch you know you can watch live you can watch jomez you can watch you know 
disc golf guy, <laughs> you know, get getting the full tournament oh, yeah. media exposure, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it that makes it a little bit more enjoyable in some way. I don't know if that does. Do you guys? <laughs> it'll, it'll feel like summer again, finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like in my mind, it's still March and it's way too hot for March. Yeah, that is true. Honestly. Yeah. I, I can feel that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm ready for summer and it's finally around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You're right. It will feel a little bit more like summer. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Even though we're halfway through, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also saw uh, Ulti World did a survey of, I guess, his professional professional players only. Or, yep. Yeah, because there was something like forty. I think 40 they said plus. forty forty plus responses. So I would assume that means the the top top pros i mean yeah, world I would, I would imagine would get a pretty good response from they didn't contact me so it's probably not the scrub <laughs> pros so. i mean uh. you know if you're over a thousand rated i think you have a uh, right i didn't get the email opinion. come on ulti world yeah <laughs> but uh. uh yeah kind of kind of interesting stuff um just about how they feel about the pdga in an anonymous survey and um just ask them what they th- think of like how important are majors for the pdga and how much does the pdga kind of help promote majors and grow the professional scene um and it seems like most most of them thought that you know pdga is interested in promoting majors um which I mean, I, I feel like they are as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, tournament coverage is, you know, going to be how you get people to play tournaments, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so I would I would imagine they, they would like to promote the sport. <laughs> yeah, I was I was happy to see the response was pretty positive. Yeah. You so I, I think everybody has a, you know, one like there's so many different aspects of the PDJ that they have to deal with that everybody's got something to say, but overwhelmingly it was pretty positive stuff. Yeah, for sure. To see. I was excited to see that favorite stop on national national tour was largely Beaver state fling for the course and the city itself. So mm. that made me feel good as a Portland, Portland native, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No it one does said not it surprise was their least me. favorite. No, does least, not surprise me. Least favorite. It's funny we were talking about. It's it's actually pretty spread out, but so three three tournaments, and you guys can maybe tell me since uh, I don't know. You guys might have played in in these tournaments <laughs> at one point or another, maybe or been been around at least. Um, so GBO. For the course, apparently that's one that was least favorite voted anyways. Hmm. Uh, Las Vegas Challenge, that one I kind of get. You know, it's the golf course I think is really awesome. And I wonder if people are still having, you know, thinking about like Sunset Park when they used to play that. Um, Yeah. 
if maybe there's or some... it's just like it's interesting that both of those events are historically crazy windy yeah oh true and then and there's uh, a lot of ob at those courses yeah 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 that's true wind yeah, and ob can Milo be a McIver frustrating combo any OB, basically unless you throw it in the river which is kind of hard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most of the holes are pretty far from the river uh so and, what was and then the other delaware course? apparently was <laughs> sorry say that again delaware was oh. one of the other ones though not for the course but for the city itself <laughs> oh poor delaware <laughs> yeah so, I can't I can't speak to that. Yeah, me neither. I haven't been to Delaware, but maybe I don't know, maybe somebody can leave a comment or something on Facebook and let me know. <laughs> well I know yeah. I know GBO played uh they only played the golf course last year. Yeah. And personally I think Jones Gold is one of my favorite courses of all time to play in a tournament. It's mm-hmm. just it plays so well. I I, I I think it's super challenging, super fair. There's nothing fluky about it. It's just go out and hit the shots. Yeah. And I think I don't know if maybe golf courses are not loved by as many pros. I, I think it's a good golf course course as far as yeah those go. I think it's one of the better laid out ones. But uh, yeah, and I mean, while we're talking, this is relative the- to. The- just the yeah. other national tour right courses. the elite courses in the country yeah which mm-hmm. i mean the yeah these are the the top yeah courses in the yeah. country so we're <laughs> really yeah it's 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 high yeah maybe it's, it's not a bad course that's what that's what we're trying to say right yep um but also made a good point it's really freaking windy yeah yeah, yeah. no that that makes sense i mean <laughs> locally i have uh you know i'm very lucky to have Milo McIver, pretty close to me, but you're I have spoiled. It, I Just have, say you're spoiled. It's yeah, okay. I'm spoiled <laughs> in my area for sure. That's true. Um, yeah, like really, like a lot. I mean, I have, yeah, Blue Lake uh, disc golf course as well, and that's really close to me. But Milo's usually not as windy, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of the time I go. prefer to play there anyway. So. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah plus a lot of ob and stuff like that can can definitely influence your opinion of a course yeah <laughs> austin you <laughs> sorry to hear you lost so many discs oh yeah no it's all good starting all good. out <laughs> paid my dues paid i couldn't dues. imagine ha- yeah i would probably get frustrated would have gotten frustrated starting out that way <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was my mom's money. I was a kid, so, you know, oh, nice. I just didn't feel, the, Sorry, didn't feel the depression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. now I've got a bag full of signature releases, so <laughs> losing yeah. losing discs is rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Um, one, thing, one thing I wanted to say about this survey is I just saw the last one is going to be about who pros least like to play with and also like divulging sponsorship details really so i think that's coming out tomorrow and that is pretty controversial if you ask me like i don't interesting yeah i don't want i don't care who you are you don't want to see that like nobody likes to play with you yeah and and also you know like i don't know how many responses they'll get in regards to like player deals there 
they, I would say they tend to be kind of more hush hush. And I just wonder, you know, what kind of things will be, you know, what will we find out? It may be nothing, but it could be like a lot of juicy info. I, yeah, I suppose so. I, I could see how it would be pretty, pretty awkward, like least, you know, contract details for sure. But with it being anonymous, that, you know, at least it's not, oh, so-and-so has this specific agreement with this company and, yeah, you know, yeah. like it, it definitely will, could be potentially eye-opening, I suppose, just to say, you know, on average, how much does you know a a 20 plus response survey (laughs) you know you're like oh that's how much more or less that an average disc golfer makes i mean i feel like that's not even really you know it as interesting as that would be like you said who knows who's going to be responding and how many people and and stuff like that so i don't yes it would be eye-opening in a way but i don't know if i would even trust exactly what's going on as far as least favorite disc golfer to play with that seems way more personal for sure so, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, we'll, we'll see i mean <laughs> well yeah we'll see if we even respond i don't know that i i mean if i took that survey i would probably just cross that out and be like nope <laughs> no thanks <laughs> yeah yeah but who just, knows yeah yeah but uh I mean, hopefully you just get a bunch of like funny responses or something like that, like Nate Sexton or you yeah, know. all the guys that we know are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Nate feel like Dallas, that would be Nate maybe Sexton. my choice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, actually, now that I scroll down on it, I do see next installment will feature player opinions of other players. That's at the bottom of the the ulti world article mm-hmm. that we were looking at before interesting yeah well yeah that that will be pretty interesting coming up but i think that's that's all i had for news at this point um austin before we kind of get out of here i mean we usually kind of finish with plugs and stuff like that is there anything you know do we just google this mania or or what <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> shoot, it feels weird to plug my, my, our own company, but, uh, yeah, every, every disc bot helps and, uh, yeah, I'm grateful to have been able to be on here with you. Hopefully, uh, I can come back and do it again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tyler, any, any final words from you? Plugs, Twitter, um, Instagram? Uh- I'll uh I'll make sure to put this uh, uh Austin's uh phone number in the comment section down below. So feel free to yeah. just call him relentlessly if you need a job. No, you'll have to find that on your own. Sorry. Okay, nice. Um well, as for me, uh Please go check out my YouTube channel if you have not. Um, it is just Thunder Disc Golf, as well as if you're already listening to this podcast, thank you guys. Um, but depending on where you're listening to it now, again, I just want to remind you guys, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify at this point, And you can also find us at Podbean under the Dismaniacs podcast. 
So feel free to check us out any way you guys want. Um, but specifically, so my YouTube channel is more disc golf reviews and stuff like that. So appreciate you guys supporting that as well. Just for one last time, thank you, Austin and Tyler, for joining me. And um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.